Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 365 days ago, Dr. Disrespect was banned off Twitch. My God. And Grace, why was he banned off Twitch? What's going on, guys? And welcome back to Watch Time, your weekly dive into the internet and everything influencer. My name is Elliot, aka Musoc. I am a YouTuber with nine and a half, no, not 10 million subscribers. <laughs> and uh, I'm here with my sister, Grace, who uh, is CEO of Click Management, which is a talent management agency that runs Hello. some of the biggest YouTubers in the country and the world. Dude, it feels like it's been ages since I've seen you. We have been in lockdown. It has. It's been lockdown. And it's actually only been, I think, what, four or five days since you saw me, but... Then we had dinner together on Friday night. We had the yeah. last supper and the it's Wednesday supper. now, so... The last ramen, I believe I it was. I literally haven't left the house since. Yeah, see, I... So so the except, so Sydney's just gone back into lockdown um, where basically, for those who are unaware, we've talked about it on the podcast before, Australia has done a good job of getting coronavirus under control. We effectively completely eradicated it. Have majority majority of the time being at zero cases a day, like for almost every day, but then probably once every two months, um, because we still have people flying into the country who are Australians returning from overseas. And probably once every two months, a case escapes hotel quarantine and gets into the community. And then we go up to a few cases a day and then it normally goes away after about a week. But this time, a case of that, (laughs) that nasty little Delta variant managed to get out. And uh, it It hasn't gone away. It hasn't gone away. It went up to, we've been sitting at about 20 cases a day. So normally when it gets out, we kind of don't even have to go into a lockdown. But this time- it's the more infectious version. It got up to about 20 cases a day and they're like, okay, no, we're locking down for two weeks. Yeah. So everyone's so we've been in lockdown home. for like five days. We yeah. came in, there's no one else in the office right now, basically. We came in especially to record the podcast. So you're welcome. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like, in a way, it's kind of good. I feel like I love I've it. been I actually, so productive. I actually said when we went into lockdown, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, I'm ready for a little yeah. two week I was lockdown. like, I'm down for this. I'm like, two weeks of no obligation to socialize, no excuse to do anything other than be productive. I've been streaming more, recording more, saving money, saving money, like, Drinking less. Drinking less. I've been exercising a shit ton. Yeah. Long story short, lockdown is- We're thriving. Lockdown in short bursts. I don't mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wouldn't want multiple months, but a two-week lockdown is kind of like a little two-week detox. I'm going to take you back 365 days Mm. from now. And this is going to be our first little topic for today. And not even really a topic. We don't really have anything in depth to comment on this other than making sure that people don't forget that this is a thing. 365 days ago, Dr. Disrespect was banned off Twitch. My God. And Grace, why was he banned off Twitch? Could you just tell me? I mean, it's been a year. It's the internet. Everything leaks on the internet. There's not a single thing that happens on the internet. I don't know. Nobody knows. Sometimes I will randomly wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I still don't know. You know why we don't know? Do you know the real reason? Why? Because of coronavirus. Coronavirus. (laughs) Because normally around this time, 
which is when do- or, or, all throughout the year. There are big gaming events happening and parties and Twitch yeah. execs yeah. and other gamers all going all to these parties and getting absolutely wasted on tequila. And then some of the parties are like, oh, bro, so that little disrespecting. And then they're like, oh, you know, I've had a few tequilas. I guess I could just tell you, just don't yeah, tell yeah, anyone. Yeah, 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 and yeah. that spreads like wildfire. But everyone's been in lockdown. So no one's been getting drunk with the Twitch execs. No one's been partying. No one's been letting it slip. And because <laughs> of that, we don't know. If I took us back 365 days to the watch time episode that we did when he was banned. I wasn't even worried. I was like, I don't know, but I know I'll find out. Like yeah. literally I was like, oh, it's I annoying. I was so confident. I was literally, I was like, it's annoying that we're going to have to wait an extra week or two for it to leak, but yeah. it will leak. Nope. 12 months. 12 months. A year. It's Four disgusting. seasons have gone by it's and awful. we still don't know. It's truly and awful. I don't even know anyone that does know. No. I don't even know anyone that's like, yeah, I do know, but I really, I really yeah. can't. I'm like, and and I feel as though not to, you know, whatever, brag or whatever, but I feel as though we would know people that would know. Yeah. If if they did. Quite industry yeah. connected. Yeah. And I just feel like of someone of that magnitude, the fact that we still don't is quite bizarre yeah. to me. He's streaming on YouTube now. He's doing he relatively well. Not quite as virally explosive no. as I believe he used to be. And I feel like he's less in the social, you know what I mean? Like the pulse. Yeah, yeah. He's less there in the are, conversation. There are also just like less games happening at the moment mm. that are kind of relevant, I guess. Yeah. I feel like no one is really in the conversation right now. Yeah, no one's like, like if you were to be like, popping. name who's the big influencer at the moment. There are times where it's been Ninja. There's times where it's been Dr. Disrespect times where it's been Shroud pretty high up there. But at the moment, it's there really isn't anyone, you know? It's kind yeah. of like everyone's just kind of meandering. Yeah. Everyone's waiting. And you know what's interesting is like, I just don't know what's next. No, I don't and- think anyone does. And it's really interesting, and, and maybe this is an interesting segue into our next topic, but just to finish it off with Dr. Disrespect, I would love to hear what everyone's current up-to-date theories are as to what happened. Has, has your theory updated at all since we last spoke? My theory has not really updated, no. And refresh us on what it is. I feel um, like I have no theory. <laughs> I, I actually don't. I had theories, but the longer time moves, the more I discount them. But I also, all I know, all I fundamentally believe is that Dr. Disrespect's thing saying Twitch still hasn't told me why they banned me. That's a lie. Yeah. Hey, no, like that, that, that's such a ridiculous comment to make. Yeah. You're the biggest streamer claiming that you got banned off your platform and you never got told is just insane. I feel like it therefore makes me think, I agree, he must know. and. I think the circle of people that truly know is probably really small and maybe it's just because him and maybe his management found out and it's something he's ashamed of because if it was something that he thought was questionable as to whether or not he should have got banned, he could publicise that more. Like he's or off the platform. it's something that so much money is riding on that, for example, say he entertained a contract from another platform and broke his Twitch contract in bad faith and Twitch Mm. found out and spitefully banned him for it. Mm. And the other platform wouldn't, I I don't know. 
Like, I think at the end of the day, the point is it's a year on. We still don't bloody know. Someone get drunk with a Twitch exec already and find out for us and then leak it to the internet. Oh, the dream. The, the dream. dream. I would just love to. I just, I don't want to gossip, but like, I want to be in on it, you know? I also, I also <laughs> want to know. Um, I want to be I in think, the room where it happens. You know, I, I think that thing that you were talking about around like no one's really popping right now and like what is the next state of play kind of segues into our next topic. And I think it's really interesting. We're going to talk about Aussie Antics, who's one of the guys that we work with. He was this week um, banned from casting for Fortnite events. And I think, you know, I think Aussie is a brilliant creator. I think he's built an incredible community over a really short period of time. So so quick context for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, he's very big in the Fortnite competitive scene. Not as much as a player, but as a caster. He effectively mm. would cast tournaments on his Twitch channel, um, very, very liked generally within the community um, and also actually is one of the few creators who I would say really blew up in the later half of the yes. Fortnite life cycle. Like really in, in Fortnite chapter one, Aussie wasn't that big no. at all. Really in Fortnite chapter two, which is when pretty much everyone was having a decline is when Aussie really started to get yeah. traction and go up. For full transparency, Click, our, my business also manages Aussie. I think he's an amazing creator. He's a real like... You know, I, I don't think he'd be mad at me for calling him like a dad of the community, yeah. super well-respected, really yeah. well-liked, very knowledgeable and absolutely killing it on content. He was casting the Fortnite Champion Series uh, on the weekend. And I think it's very important, which was effectively a tournament that had like, it was kind of like an all-stars cup that they did for every region, like all the most famous quote-unquote players in each region versing each other. Um, and he was, and it's important to note, he was casting this on his own personal channel. Although a lot of the time, Ozzy will be one of the casters on the official Fortnite channel, yes. but they weren't doing a cast for this tournament. So yeah. it was just on his own. He often works for Epic, but yeah. this tournament, he wasn't working for Epic. It was just very much in his own personal yeah. capacity. Um, and during him casting this tournament, uh, he had actually one of his very good friends who was in first place in the tournament. And then in, I believe, the final game, uh, another player who was very, very low down on the leaderboard, like really not doing mm -hmm. well, didn't really have a chance of winning no. any significant prize money, then decided to change where he was landing to land on top of the first place player and, uh, and try to eliminate him, which mm -hmm. he did. Now, this is actually relatively a, a, a common thing that happens in competitive, although it's very frowned upon. It's effectively griefing and the yep. motivation is different. Sometimes people just think it's funny if, you know, they've got no chance of winning anymore. So screw it. I'll try and mess up someone else's game. And especially the first place, the first place player. Yeah. Um, uh, or a lot of the time it's like someone's friend might be in like second place and they'll kind of hint, hint, nudge, nudge their friend to go land on the person ahead of them to try and mess up their game. Long story short, it's generally, while technically not against the rules, considered a dick move yes. because uh, you're effectively just doing something to try and ruin someone else. And like, fair, like it is a dick move. It is a dick move. It's definitely a dick it's move. It's not a great sportsmanship. And, and for a lot of these players in competitive, like a lot of the players who play comp, they're not influencers, you know, they're no. not, they're not people with big YouTube channels. They're people where this prize money, I believe first place was like 20 grand USD. So yeah, 25 huge. grand AUD. Life-changing money for a lot of these people who are 17, 18 years old. Absolutely. So having someone come and ruin that for them, and sure, they'll still get a bit of money, 
but not what they could have gotten is like, it's, that's an emotionally heavy hit. Yeah. And they did everything they could. And ultimately if someone decides to grief you, it is kind of out of your control. Yeah. Effectively what happened was this player landed, eliminated Ozzy's friend who was in first place and Ozzy while casting on his personal channel proceeded to call the kid who landed on him a loser. Now I do want to be balanced here Mm -hmm. because Ozzy did, while technically only calling him a loser, really did go in on it. Like he went mm-hmm. in on the wording of loser. He was like, God, you're a, you're such an effing loser. Like you're a God, you're a loser. You're going nowhere in life. Like, which very, I want to say relatable sentiment. People yeah. who, people who can only gain like enjoyment in their own life by ruining someone else's. I think you are like just a very sad human being. And yeah. that's where I will leave my commentary on that topic. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, really did go in on his description of what he thought of this person. But I think it is important to say that the crux of it all, as much as he did restate this sentiment multiple times and said he's going nowhere, was you're a loser. Yeah. Didn't, didn't um, really say anything overly aggressive. Then uh, anyway, Ozzy uh, announced the next day that he has been removed from the official Fortnite broadcast team. Mm-hmm. So he won't be commentating any tournaments on the official Fortnite channel anymore. I think this poses a few really interesting discussion points. I think, you know, want to clarify, love Ozzy, think he's a great creator, love Epic, think the work they do with creators, tournaments, pros I is I love brilliant. everyone involved in the situation. And I've always respected that Epic has loved working with creators. Yeah. I think Epic, more than any developer ever, has recognised the value of putting a lot of special treatment and putting a lot of value on their creator community. They know that their creator community are their best organic marketing tool that they have. They are the people out there singing the praises of the game, promoting it to their audience, and also being really honest about their experiences. They know creators, the inherent value of creators is that they have an incredible relationship with their audience. Their audience trusts them. Their audience is there to watch them and is there to support them and support whatever endeavours they're doing. Full stop. And I think all that said on how creators have that relationship with their audience is really important. I can also see it from the other perspective of for Epic, they they value that relationship and that relationship is built through honesty, transparency, showing your real personality with your audience. And at the same time, they are making these casters or anyone that they work with in a creative capacity, a real ambassador of the game. And beyond just saying you know, the game is great. I guess they also need to uphold the values and the standards of what Fortnite is, what Epic is, and the way that they want the game and people to be perceived. I think it's also really interesting to think about the fact that, you know, if this was a casting gig that he was doing for Epic, my thoughts would be different. It was a casting gig he was doing in his personal channel, which is like his day job. So I'm quite torn. Like part of me kind of a Part of me can understand that Epic, you know, creators are more than just their channel. Like they really are putting themselves out there for the world. The internet doesn't forget things easily. Whatever you do in one capacity on one corner of the internet affects what you're doing everywhere. But at the same time, where do you kind of lean on creators who have built their audience and built their trust and built their reputation based on honesty 
and being transparent and real to themselves with their audiences mm. and like get that muddled with the fact where they're feeling potentially like they can't say anything critical ever. I I think I think actually the the part where I will say I understand from Epic's side is if there's one thing that they have always actually taken a very hard stance on when it comes to community behavior. And they have all also made it clear throughout that it's not just your conduct when you're directly doing an epic thing that they're willing to assess. True. It's everything. Yep. People pros have tweeted stuff before and gotten penalized and banned. And like, how do you feel about that? Um I kind of feel like that's the industry we live in right now. I, you're not yeah. just on when you're being paid by a t- particular brand. The brand I, is going to look at your whole I think at the end of the online. day, and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not actually prescribing this to Aussie's situation. But I do think, because if anything, I think it was what Aussie was getting angry at. But I do think that the thing that has always been so bad, especially in competitive Fortnite, and also in almost every competitive game, is toxicity. Like yeah. gaming, professional gaming, you have these teenagers who are talking through keyboards, don't have that emotional maturity yet. And, uh, and really a lot of the time will just literally like high school bullying type behavior. Um, and at the end of the day. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think that stamping that out and putting down a really firm uh, kind of you know, stance on that is, is really, really important and really, really good. So there's been pros before that have tweeted horrible things like wishing death on other players and making like racist comments Mm. and Epic's come out and said, okay, cool. Yeah. You're banned. Bye. Yeah. Don't come back. Yeah. And I think that's good because I'm like, that's just not the kind of behavior that you want to associate with your community. Mm. Um, and, and And Epic has always been so principled around bullying. Yeah. And, And I do think that bullying is a really good stance to be principled on. Now, I don't, wouldn't, and this is the thing. This is why I can understand why they had to do what they did when it came to Aussie is because as much as uh, I believe almost every single competitive player and probably most people in the community hear what Aussie said and are like, absolutely. Yes. Like so understandable and definitely like a very relatable sentiment at the end of the day, it's one like we've talked about this topic a thousand times in a thousand different contexts. Where do you draw the line? Like, mm. here's the thing you establish a rule, you can't bully other players. Mm. And at a certain point, you have to, you can't be like, oh, nah, but that bullying was like kind of justified though. Mm. Like, that, that doesn't. Because Aussie was getting annoyed about other toxicity in the game. Like, yeah. griefing is toxic behavior. Yeah. I think it's not good sportsmanship. Yeah. It's not in line with the spirit of the game or and a competition. I, and I think if he'd made a more objective, less personal comment, like, wow, I think that was a really like bad sportsmanship play. Like, I think that was yeah. a really, uh, kind really of like disagree a, with griefing, a, like a really rude thing to do. And I think that's kind of sad behavior. And I wish that wasn't part of this community. Mm. I think that would be one thing. 
But I think as soon as there were comments like you're going nowhere in life, you're an absolute loser, those more direct ones, I can understand why Epic was in this weird spot where they're kind of like, we have to categorize that mm. as a direct personal attack. And that ultimately, if they were to then, and I think it's more just about the precedent, because then in the future, if there's like a player who d bullies another player and Epic's like, okay, well, cool, you can't be in the tournaments anymore. Anyone could have pointed to what Aussie did and been like, one of your official casters said the exact same thing. Yeah. So it's one of these annoying situations where I fully understand from uh, Aussie why he said that. And I think most people would probably agree with what he said even. Um, but I also fully understand from Epic's side why this was absolutely the call they had to make. It's it's the same as, um, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't put this purely, uh, but I think it was another interesting time we covered this topic. I don't know if you remember when the Hong Kong riots were happening mm. and there was all the hashtag I stand with Hong Kong stuff going yep. on. And there was uh, a Hearthstone tournament happening and one of the casters yep. made a stand with Hong Kong comment and he was removed from the casting team and Blizzard said, we're not going to work with you again. Everyone was angry at Blizzard because obviously the sentiment at that point was most people were in the Hong Kong, like wanting to support that movement. But ultimately, regardless of where Blizzard was on that topic, and as much as there might have been other motivations, I fully understand why they had to make that decision. Because if you just start letting your casters make political statements on your official broadcast with no penalty, then all of a sudden, like, you know, you can have someone come on and be like, yeah. Joe Biden for president. Oh, nah, Donald Trump, bro. Like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And at a certain point, you need to, regardless of the motivation behind the action, say that this behavior isn't okay. Mm. And I think that as much as like, for example, the I stand with Hong Kong motivation, fantastic political statement and an official broadcast. Yes. Can't do that. Penalty. I think it's also a really interesting development and it kind of like was making me think deeper about the fact that we are in this industry that has been kind of a little bit of a wild west. People can say whatever they want, but it's becoming more corporate and more yeah. commercial and there's more eyeballs than ever on it. There's more advertising eyeballs than ever on it. And I think it's really interesting, you know, the way that you were like, well, maybe if he'd been a bit more measured and he'd said, you know, objectively, I don't really like griefing. I don't think griefing is sportsmanly, that sort of thing. It's like, yeah, okay. He might've, that might've gone down better from Epic's perspective. I'm like, but is that how people relate to creators? No, exactly. And I think like, you know, if I'm an audience member, I'm not watching a creator because I want them to be politically Branded correct all the time yeah. and objective and measured all the time. I love creators because they are opinionated and, and they'll say what I'm thinking and they'll say the things that like, I'm not going to see on a traditional news broadcast. And that's why people love them. And that's, and that's the trade-off every creator makes. And that's like, and you see everyone go in different directions. For example, Ninja didn't used to be as kid friendly and then realized that he had the potential to be a like huge brand associated creator yeah. and made the made very the conscious decision. decision to make himself more friendly towards kids and, and profited hugely from that, but also then got flack from the community for dulling himself down. Mm. But I, yeah, exactly. I think, I think at the end of the day, this topic is uh, companies when it comes to enforcing rules, they have to be, they have to enforce them equally, regardless mm -hmm. of like what the general vibe is behind them. Mm -hmm. So I fully understand Epic's position, fully understand Aussie calling out um, this person for what they did. 
Uh, I think if, you know, if you wanted to be slightly more politically correct, could have done it differently, but also that's just that he made a conscious decision not Mm. to do that because that's not who he wants to be. I think, I think it's a really interesting thing from a creator perspective, deciding what kind of creator you want to be. Do you want to be super brand friendly, very safe, not say anything controversial ever, and therefore be able to have mass appeal, never be controversial, et cetera, et cetera? Or do you want to be super opinionated and say exactly what you think and that's going to come with consequences and maybe it means that you're not going to be a caster for a major game developer, but you've developed some sort of special relationship with your audience where they really value that you're transparent and you say it like it is and you say it how you're feeling. And I think a lot of people that's exactly where they see the value of creators. I think it's, you know, there, there isn't a right or wrong I just thought it was a really interesting discussion point to have because it kind of raises a, a lot of bigger considerations around, yeah, when are you on versus when are you off? I think, yeah. like, the fact of the matter is, like, regardless of whether it was a sponsored stream or not, everyone is everyone is visible all the time on the internet and you can't expect things that you do that aren't sponsored to not impact what you might want to do that is sponsored. Yeah. That's just a, an absolute reality now. And I think, yeah, around like brands, how much do they trust creators and and have to relinquish control because they're going with creators that have built something with their audience. And then for creators, like, do you want to be brand safe or do you want to be, you know, yep. controversial? And and maybe, you know, I have to say Aussie's audience has grown by like 80,000 subscribers in the last week. So exactly. Trade-offs. Maybe all publicity is good publicity. That's what they say, right? Definitely. And all right, our final topic is going to be, a lot of you have probably seen a little clip of uh, Justin Bieber walking into his apartment. Yeah. Is it a house or an apartment? It's an apartment. It's It's in New York. So there was a clip that went viral on TikTok and social media in general this week. And it was Justin Bieber walking into his New York apartment and the door to the apartment was um, flanked with fans and a lot of them of whom were all asking for photos. He he paused and incredibly politely mm. said, this is my home. This is my safe space. Appreciate you, but I will not take a photo here. Yeah. And I think it was interesting seeing the response. I think it was on the whole pretty hot positive. Like most people respected the fact. I think it was, it was only, I didn't see anything negative. Yeah, but I think it kind of begs, um, talking about maybe some of your experiences on a much smaller scale around no, just what is the up. concept of privacy when you're a celebrity and to what extent do you opt to give that up versus what, you know, what's reasonable? Yeah. I mean, I, I've always thought it's super, super interesting this. Um, and I feel like weirdly YouTubers experience it a lot more relative to their audience mm. size, experience it a lot more intensely Very than true. mainstream celebrities. Why do you think that is? I think it's the very the very personal nature yeah. of the way that YouTubers interact with their audience. I feel like I celebrities think they feel very accessible. Yeah, celebrities are aspirational but not relatable, and mm. they're also not exactly um, kind of contactable at all. You know, like they're quite distant. Whereas YouTubers, the vast majority of the time, are very, very, very um, kind of contactable, relatable. And uh, it really is kind of like feeling mm. like you're chatting to a friend. And a lot of the time they have a lot more like one, one-on-one connections with their fans. Um, so because of that, I think it almost creates this 
misconception that, oh, well, I guess it's totally okay if I invade their personal space as well then. Yeah. Um, and I know, for example, I'm lucky enough it hasn't really happened uh, at where I currently live, um, but when we're in the click house and that address was like known and public, oh my God, we would have so many people come yeah. by. We would have, the doorbell would be ringing all the time. We literally had to disconnect it, I think at one point. Um, and kids would like leave things outside the door. And, and I've always actually had this kind of thing, right? You know, like as much as I would hope the parents would teach kids better, um, about what behavior is okay and what is not. I can understand if I was a kid knowing my favorite YouTubers lived like a couple of blocks away, wanting to be like, oh, like let's go past their house. And like, if we run into them, that'd be really cool. Yeah, Totally get it. You kids, you haven't fully learned that social kind of, um, norm yet yeah. and respect. But the ones that blow my mind are when the parents do it. Yeah. Like the kids go to the parents, like, oh my God, my YouTuber lives here. Can we go to their house? Yeah. What are you doing? Turning to your kid being like, hell yeah, let's get doorbell of someone that you don't know. Yeah. Go to their like a private home, and private space. Yeah. And there is some real, like the craziest one that I remember is we once had a mum come to the door at the click house. And I think it was like, she confronted one of us when we were walking out the door to like put the bins out or something. Mm. So it wasn't like they rang the doorbell and we answered it. We were like, walking out to put the bins out. And she was like, oh, hi, um, I'm from Make-A-Wish and we have one of our sick kids in the car who would love to meet you. Oh and my I was God, like, I, was I remember like, this. Yeah, and I was like, no, you're not. And she was like, no, no, I am. I was like, we literally work with Make-A-Wish regularly. We had someone from Make-A-Wish come through like two days ago. We yeah. talked to them. We're constantly in conversation about who they are, if they want us to do anything. Like we're always working with Make-A-Wish. Um, you're not from Make-A-Wish. She's like, oh, oh, oh. And anyway, this woman, long story short, fully lied about her child being terminally ill to try and, it, anyway, completely messed up. But it's just, it's just an example of the ridiculous extremes some people will go to. And the total disconnect from reality that it's some of these parents up. must have. Actually, I mean, like, it's one thing to drive your kid to someone's house that you don't know, but to pretend that they're terminally ill and you're from Make-A-Wish so that you can meet your favorite YouTuber, like, it's just quite um, bizarre behavior, yeah. to say the least. Very. Uh, yeah, not a fan, not a fan. But I think, um, I mean, I think Justin did it really well. And I think he he kind of follows a policy that I feel like most people do. It's like, if I'm outside of my home, yes, I appreciate I'm a public person. Yeah. Being a celebrity, having an audience comes you with have trade -offs. And like, have it, yeah, that's fine. But you're allowed to still be a person, I think, and have some personal space. Yeah. And I feel like your home is one of those places. Exactly. I don't know almost, I, I think, I think it's very much just understanding that People are people. And just because someone's a celebrity doesn't mean they're also not entitled to having their own time. Mm. So for me, like, for example, there is, and, and almost everyone I know, there's not a single time where if you were to come up to me, if I'm walking through a mall or walking down the street and be like, oh, like me, so blah, 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 blah. Let's do whatever. Chat for a bit, grab a photo, whatever you want to do. So, so happy. Yeah. But if someone's clearly having like a private, time, whether that's in their home or whether they're 
sitting down uh, for dinner at a restaurant or anything like that. Like I've I've had a lot of parents in the bathroom. You've said no to kids in the bathroom. Yeah, that. I'm feels thinking weird. about the two places <laughs> you've said no. You've said no in the bathroom at I've an airport. I've had kids follow me into toilets, um, and I was like, this. I I didn't say no. But I was just like, I would just make it very brief. They would like literally wait for me outside the cubicle. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, as yeah. I opened the door, like, me is out. And I was like, hi, and wash Maybe my like hands outside. and outside, yeah. I think that's very reasonable. And you know the only other place I've seen you say no? What? The 9-11 Museum in New York. Oh, yeah. You were like, let's wait till we get outside. Yeah, and I was I like, did. you know what? Fair call. Fair. Yeah. I was like, the right call. And I didn't say no, but I said, hey, guys, like, we're almost near the exit. Why don't we, uh, are you okay to wait? I think the right call. Yeah. I think time and place. Yeah, time and place. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel bad for. I, I mean, I don't. I don't hold that against the kids though. They weren't thinking. No, no. Like, I, I think the kids like, the oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you did. You took a photo with them as soon as you yeah, were outside. Yeah, as soon as we got outside. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was. I think yeah. There's homes, a bathrooms, and nine eleven memorials. Okay, places not to take photos. Yeah, maybe space. Yeah. Space or, yeah, cemeteries, lots of, there, there's a few socially. There's a few, under, there's a few places, like read the room. But, but there is hope because a lot of the time, I, I think the ones where I where I see the best parents is um like I, I if I'm out to dinner a lot and there'll be like another kid in the restaurant who clearly watches yeah. stuff. And a lot of the time the parents will like, kid clearly clocks me early on. I've sat down, I'm having dinner with someone and Almost all the time, unless the parents are literally leaving and they're like trying to encourage their kid to go over and say hi, they will almost always wait until like I'm done eating and maybe like have the bill and then yeah. they'll come over and be like, oh, could I grab a photo? Yeah. And that's the kind of like little thing where there's always a time and a place and a way to make it happen politely. And I would actually always encourage you if you see a YouTuber you know and they're just yeah. in like a normal social situation, go and say hi. It's they will so say hi. good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. I love whenever anyone comes up to me and, and tells me that you they- You did it to David Dobrik, no? Yeah, I did. You oh my did. god, I Elliot, will never like, miss an opportunity. I think opportunity. it's so funny. Like Elliot, we were in LA and we were outside a club, and um, as we were walking, yeah, out, David I think Dobrik you fanboyed on him. You were like, you know what, dude? I fucking love your content. Yeah, and he was so chill. He was and, like, and literally three second interaction. So I was like, hey, dude, just wanted to say, it. love the content. He was like, oh, cheers, man, and then walked yeah. in, and I was like, cool. Yeah, like I, I will never. If I see someone whose stuff I love, I will never not say, yeah, cheers, dude. And also, like, don't underestimate how much they love hearing that, too. Yeah. Like, you're usually, unless you're in a bathroom, a 9-11 museum, or at their home, you're probably not bothering them. They probably and, love it. Yeah. Like, there's a reason they're doing that as a job. Most and of them, and some people that, you know, like, they might, you know, the length of the interaction might be what they're kind of not down for. You know, like, I saw yeah, David yeah, yeah. was heading somewhere, so I wasn't going to be like, let's grab a photo and then let me tell yeah. you about my life story. I was like, love the content. Yeah, Cheers. read the room. Like right. maybe don't settle in for a twenty-minute conversation, but like tell someone that you really yep. appreciate what they're putting out into the world. Not many people would hate to hear that. What a lovely note to end on, guys! Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of Watch Time. Love you lots. We will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.